God Moth. Today we bask in a light of mustachial greatness, you sons of bitches. <laughs> now, I'm a little hungover for this episode, but here's the good news, everyone. I'm not as hungover as I was yesterday. We are once again honoring that goddamn legendary mustache on Burt Reynolds' upper lip. That's right, we are discussing 1977's Smokey and the Bandit. Directed by the late, great Hal Needham, this film made some epic bucks in the box office. Uh, I think only being beat by fucking Star Wars that year. Like, holy hell. Well, I got a huge fanboy of this movie who's probably good by creaming in his pants. He's so excited to talk about it. So let's get this fucking show on the road, why don't we? Now let's wake up our best friend who will do us a favor and get his fucking ass kicked in the process. Let's make a deal with a fat guy in a Oompa Loompa. Get us a sexy-ass Pontiac Tram Zam and only take off our cowboy hat when it's time to get busy, you sums bitches. Now play that shit theme song. <laughs> oh, God. I it's it, I almost hope I don't ever have kids because I don't want them to ever hear these code opens. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Mustachio Podcast. We're ready for the show. We'll watch moves. We'll make jokes, and then we'll all go home. Navigating the legendary hairy upper lips. It's the Mustachio Podcast. Welcome to the Mustachio Podcastio. I am your host, Daniel Segura. And today we are welcoming back a fan favorite. I'm not really sure because I don't survey the listeners, but I'm pretty sure they like him. His name is Robbie. He's a fucking sexy-ass beast with a dope-ass haircut. How's it going, Robbie? <laughs> Fantastic, Daniel. What a great introduction. That's... I'm just going to log off now because there's nothing I can do better than that. That's... <laughs> Dude, so... You brought this movie to the podcast, Dio, and uh, you have some some history with it. Just a little bit of history with this movie. <laughs> I have a lot of history with this movie. <laughs> so, um, first the first thing I want to say is you may be honoring Burt Reynolds. I'm going to be honoring Jackie Gleason with his little thin oh, the pencil, pencil mustache. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I did have that in the notes because I I noticed that baby that rivals. I that might be one of the best pencil yeah. mustaches I've ever seen. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I have a little bit of history with this movie. Uh, you know, I am old enough that I saw this in the theater, and I know that I saw it at least six times in the theater uh, when it did its initial run. Um, oh, and like you said, this was this was the number one movie in 1977 until Star Wars came along. And <laughs> this movie uh, called Star Wars. Yeah, and so even for me, Star Wars never topped this. You know, this this is as good as it gets. I have pro. I was trying to add it up. I know I've seen the movie at least a hundred times, and probably closer to two hundred times. Holy uh, shit, dude! Could you imagine if, like, during Star Wars, when the Millennium Falcon was flying, all of a sudden Jerry reads "Eastbound Down," loaded up in trucking. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that song has been in my head, Robbie, for the last like twenty four hours, dude. Well, I'll tell you this: one, the first date I went on with my wife, one of the reasons why I knew that she was the one was she knew the words to that song. Oh my! God. <laughs> that is the most fucking southern shit I've ever heard. It is one hundred percent the most southern shit you've ever heard. Holy fuck! That is dope. Hey, it's a good song, man. Like I, I, I gotta say, I'm. 
completely ignorant to the to the power of this song. I think I had heard it a couple of times, but never really paid attention. I underst- like I was like, oh, I've heard it before, but I really soaked it in in this movie because they play it quite a bit because it's good. And yeah. oh my god! So now it's on my playlist, dude. Like I, I don't even really listen to country. <laughs> I well, like this song. One thing Jerry Reed wrote it overnight. Like he literally like they. The Hal Needham said, we need a theme song, and he came back the next day and played it for him and said, what do you think? And, and that became the theme song. And I don't know if you caught it watching the movie. There are two versions of it. Oh, no, there is? There's Eastbound and Down and Westbound and Down. There's the one they play when they're on their way there and the one they play when they're on the way back. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. That's a, that's a trip. Dude, I, I so like in the sequel they just go other directions, <laughs> northbound and we're, up. We're just gonna pretend the sequels don't exist. <laughs> uh, okay, is it getting pretty rough? I haven't seen them. Uh, it it becomes, <laughs> yeah, it gets pretty bad pretty quick. Ah, damn, it sucks because they. I mean, this may have been like a capturing lightning in a bottle situation. It was one hundred percent capture. That's a perfect way to put it, because there's no reason this movie should be good. You have by the way, a, did a fucking submarine just pass by you? What was that? I, I'm sorry. I I, am, I live uh, in the flight path of an of a airport. I was like, holy shit. And there's a prop plane flying overhead. I thought you were starting a song. I was like, damn, an impromptu fucking song? Okay, let's do this. <laughs> I was sorry, like, go man. ahead, man. No, it's all good. Sorry. Um, but yeah, there's no reason this movie should be as good as it is. You know, it's directed and written by a stuntman. This is amazing. <laughs> and his this is his first movie. It should wow. and, and he got Burt Reynolds to do it because Burt Reynolds is his friend. Uh, Burt Reynolds is the one who bought Jackie Gleason in because he said, "Well, if we hire Jackie Gleason, at least it'll be funny." <laughs> you know? And actually, and, completely correct. Yeah. Yeah, and so and Jackie Gleason improved almost everything that he said in the movie. Um, oh wow, that's give, you know amazing. given the these you know that it shouldn't be that good, and yet yeah. this was uh, this was actually one of Alfred Hitchcock's favorite movies later in life. <laughs> Holy shit! I would be so fucking proud of myself if I made one of Alfred Hitchcock's favorite movies. Yeah, but but yeah, dude. The um, but, sorry, I'm burping. No, but like you said, it's lightning in a bottle. It's just the right thing at the right time. God damn it. I ain't being hugover. Um, yeah, you're right, man. And I think Jackie Gleason being brought into this movie completely changes because I don't know about you, but to me, once they start with his like big boss bad guy music when yeah. he's first introduced, the the whole movie changes into yeah. like a, a, a straight up action comedy. Like yeah. it. And at first you're just kind of like, oh, this is going to be kind of a heisty type movie and it's going to be a little bit more serious because, you know, there's little tidbit jokes here and there, but there's really – but then Gleason comes in and fucking – as like a cartoon character and just fucking rocks it, man. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that's good. the thing. He, he, there's a reason they call him the great one. You know, it's like yeah. – and it's funny you say like a cartoon character. So it, this is not a movie I ever recommend that you watch the TV cut. Uh, you know, they used to show it on TV a lot. And they have to cut out all the, basically everything that Jackie Gleason says. <laughs> and, and so the person they get to do his voice on the TV cut is the guy who did the voice of Fred Flintstone. No shit. 
Oh, yeah, okay. I got to get a clip of this at least. I'll look on YouTube. So it sounds like that. But what's funny is the Flintstones was a cartoon version of the Honeymooners. Oh, that's starring right. Starring Jackie Gleason. Yeah. <laughs> it's all full circle, dude. Yeah. That's insane. And he does a decent um, – there's another sub. Sorry, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I, honestly, I'm going to – I wish I had booze with me. I would take a shot every time a plane came through. Wait, um, you, don't, you don't have your Coors Banquet ready to go? I wanted to, bro, but I just – you ever just woke up after a long night of drinking and you're just – you just don't even want to smell beer. <laughs> yeah, yes, I have. <laughs> I'm drinking coffee right now. Yeah, you're getting a sober Daniel for this episode. But let's face it, I'm kind of a fucking kook no matter what. So, yeah. uh, you know, it. it uh, most people, most of my friends can't tell when I'm drunk and when I'm sober. So <laughs> basically so, the same asshole no matter what. That's a. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I know. I'm starting to feel like that was a bad thing. I might take that out even though I know I probably won't. Uh <laughs> You know, and I do like that. Just one more thing about Gleason is his the voice he decided to to use for the character is pretty damn good. Like for a guy from Brooklyn, right? <laughs> I like it. It's like kind of a grimy ass Southern yeah. voice. I don't know if it's Texan necessarily, but it's fucking good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't know if it's Texas, but it's it's pretty funny. Um, for a sheriff from Texarkana. Yeah. Gotta love it, man. Dude, so... A distinguished officer of over 40 years seniority. (laughs) (laughs) So, did this... Like, were you already into... Because I don't know how... I don't want to reveal your age. (laughs) But were you into cars already, too? Because I imagine this got a lot of people into cars. Okay, I was born into cars. (laughs) My my dad was in the car business. I was conceived in a car. (laughs) Probably. You know, it's like... (laughs) Car, I, there's never been a point in my life where I wasn't into cars. This really cemented it. Um, but yeah. so it's hard It's hard to explain how important or prominent Burt Reynolds was in Georgia and South Georgia during the 70s. This is when he's like at maximum Burt. You know, this is when he's the icon. Yeah. And he had filmed his previous movie, Gator, uh, in my hometown. So when... Smoking the Bandit came out like a year later. It was huge. It, yeah. It's hard to overstate how prominent this was at the time. And yeah, I've always been a car guy. Uh, that I, the Trans Am they drives. I have had two of those. I had a silver <laughs> one and a blue one. You know. <laughs> so, so. Oh, dude, you got to show me a photo of those. I can do I'll, that. I would love that, dude. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I've always. I've never been as gearheaded as you and like Charlie are, but I do quite enjoy learning about cars and just kind of, I don't know, just the history of it uh, uh, all as well and cultural history too. Um, but I, I did notice that they mentioned like he's from Georgia in one of the songs, I think like the opening song. And so, yeah, there's like a connection to, I think, I, I yeah. think they say he's from Atlanta. Yeah. And he's got yeah. the front of the Trans Am has a, the old Georgia state flag on it. Yeah. Uh, they're in the Atlanta fairgrounds at the beginning. Actually, the whole movie was filmed in Georgia, up around North Georgia for the most part. Oh, wow. So he was big time there. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Y'all could have, like, fucking erected a statue of his. <laughs> oh, hell, hell, you're joking. I mean, it's like, yeah, absolutely 100%. I mean, hey, if Philly can have a statue of a fake boxer, yeah. <laughs> Rocky Balboa, y'all could have a statue of a fake race car driver. Yeah, you might as well. Fuck it. It's Burt Reynolds, baby. 
Um, what one other connection I have with this movie when I was a yeah. kid, um, I had a uh, oh a basset hound. That, oh, um, oh, you did? I, I did. I basset hounds. And when this movie came out, the Atlanta Journal Constitution, which is a big paper newspaper in Georgia, they had a uh, casting call for dogs uh, for the movie uh, before you know when they were filming Smoking the Bandit, and someone stole my dog. No. Yes. Ravi. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. So I, I'm surprised that doesn't give you negative emotions about this. And, and I can't, and I can't, you know, I can't establish that the two are connected, but there was a casting call for dogs and someone stole my dog. <laughs> if only he had been uh, hired for the job, then you would have just been able to go get your dog back. Yeah, then I would know where he was. <laughs> but that wasn't your dog. Fred wasn't your dog, huh? Nope, Fred wasn't mine. Yeah, he, and that was. I think they were looking for. I bet you yours looked too good because Fred was kind of ugly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think they were looking for a one of them bassets that just looks really stoned all the time. Yeah, Fred was cast by Burt Reynolds personally because he was the one dog that would not obey anything they told him to do, and he thought that was funny. That's kind of a classic basset hound trait too. Yeah, they're hard to train, man. Yes, they are. I used to go. Uh, so, I mean, I had a I had a, a dachshund, which you know, kind of in the same family, but yeah. um, and very stubborn. But I used to go and walk this specific basset hound. Uh, I think in like Florence or something like that. I forgot. It was like a human name, and um, she was a up for fostering, but we didn't have the space. And so I would just go and give her, uh, give her a little walk on the weekends every now and then. Yeah. And dude, I have never, I, I felt no control. Like I could <laughs> not get this fucking basset out. Like I, I felt like they were on a job and I was not aware of it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like this dog is going to go look for something. Yeah. I was like, where are we going? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so yeah, I would imagine just having one in the house, but they also seem so chill too. Yeah, it's basically a pillow. Yeah, yeah, a little breathing pillow. (laughs) I can't believe your dog was stolen, dude. Yeah. That is so fucked up. Yeah. I can't Uh, prove that the two things are connected, but it happened at the same time. I'm pretty sure. I I would not be surprised if somebody was like, oh, you know, there's that basset hound down the street. We should just take it. Yeah, that's what I think happened. (laughs) Yeah. Damn, dude. All right. Well, on that note... (laughs) Still love this movie. <clears throat> I know. I'm so glad that you still love it after losing that dog. Did you ever get another Bassett, or you went ahead and just not? Yeah, uh, I, we got another one. Uh, that was when I was a kid, so we got another one then. And then I've, I had one when I was an adult also. Oh. So. oh, so you're a big Bassett hound guy. Yeah. Man, all right. Well, I guess they're probably easy to find out. I'm enjoying you. Well, yeah, they were, <laughs> I had rescue dogs. So Yeah, yeah dude, they're just out there. Um so, oh, by the way, speaking of that, I once uh, fostered a, it was a half basset, half pit bull. And it looked <laughs> crazy, bro. It had the body of a basset hound with like the the, the thick, saggy skin yeah. and uh, kind of chunky and short legs. But the yes, head. I know that body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't know why I'm explaining. I always wait to the listeners. Maybe they don't know what basset hound is. Yeah, I'm not talking about the dog either, but I know that body is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but it had the head of a straight up pit bull it was the weirdest fucking dog i've ever seen in my life dude it was but it was a cool dog like it 
it was funny because its pitbull brain wanted it to move fast, and it just could not do it. Right. <laughs> it tried so hard. Um, but yeah, man, let's fucking break into this baby because, man, I, and this movie is actually kind of easy to summarize. I'll do a just quick summary. It's just a couple of brothers, some rich brothers, pay pay a guy who's very well known for his skills. Father in driving. and son. Father. Are they father and son? Oh, big and brothers. Enos, <laughs> big and Enos. Uh, big and little Enos Burdett. Yeah, yeah. Which I kept thinking they were saying anus, which I'm pretty <laughs> sure was an inside joke. Uh, and yeah, they pay a guy and he, and he to go do a favor for him, and uh, the movie ensues from there. So that's basically a summary of the movie. But there's a lot of hijinks that that goes in between, and uh, I like the way it's, I like the way the movie kicks off. We start off with um, dope ass music. Uh, we yep. see we see an eight one of the many rigs, one of the many AT wheelers. Uh, that we'll see in this movie, but specifically this really awesome one that has like an intricate painting <clears throat> on the side of it. It does, and uh, just and uh, tell me if this gets on your nerves, Daniel. Just a little bit of trivia about that: that trailer was featured uh, in a later season of The Walking Dead. No shit. Yeah, like they're oh, wow. out, like you know, hiding from zombies, and they walk past an abandoned trailer, and it's that trailer with the mural painted on the side. Oh my! Oh, I wonder if they were trying to connect it to, because aren't they in Georgia? Yeah, it yeah. was filmed in Georgia. That's where he's from. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I wonder if they were trying to connect it. Yeah, but it's That's just like hilarious. If, if you've seen Smoking the Bandit, you know that trailer. What a weird Easter egg! Like, yeah. I, I don't think if you were to do a diagram of very, I feel like not a lot of people that watch The Walking Dead would have noticed the, the trailer. But right. I guess that's what kind of makes it special for those few that are really into this movie like you. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, well, hell. Um, like, it seems weird because I feel like I'm the only, you know, super fan of it. But the Bandit Run is a thing where people with restored Trans Ams get together every year and recreate the drive. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah like hun- hundreds of cars get together and do that. That sounds fun as hell, dude. Yeah, yeah. They they all go pick up some cores. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and well, now that you can get it everywhere, it's not so cool. But yeah, that's they drive from Atlanta to Texarkana and back. That's what kind of confuses me about this movie because, like, right away the movie lets us know that taking cores across state or taking beer or any type of alcohol across state lines is bootlegging. So right. I guess at some point, that's not a thing anymore. Right? <laughs> well, it, it is technically um, it, alcohol has to have distribution and that has to have permission. So not every brand is available for sale in every state in every state. And so you couldn't buy Coors um, east of the Mississippi uh, when this was filmed. Oh, so, and so you weren't allowed to bring it over because it wasn't a beverage that would have ever been available there. Right. You couldn't get it in Georgia and they wanted it. And so, Oh, okay. Now it makes more sense. I was so confused. I was like, God, it's not heroin, cop. Like, give these guys a break. It's yeah. fucking Coors Banquets. Yeah, it was just a brand you couldn't get there. That's hilarious. By the way, that's so fucked up. Coors Banquet should be available for any American. <laughs> and I'm glad yes. it is now. So, <laughs> so that's my stance. That's, that's <laughs> Coors Banquet for every American. Yeah. Daniel taking the hard the hard position. The hard positions, man. That's what this show's about, man. It's not about neutrality. It's about polarizing our listeners. So big Enos and little Enos. <laughs> they, Be careful with that. <laughs> they come looking looking for bandit. 
And they find him, and he's, like, so cool. He's, like, laying in, like, isn't he, like, in a fucking one of those, what do you call those? A zebra-striped hammock. (laughs) Yeah, he's chilling in a hammock, looking fucking fresh and shit. And they're like, hey, man, you're only going to make this much money at this. It's like a rodeo, a truck and rodeo. Yeah. And uh, they're like, you only make this much money if you get first place. How about if we paid you, like, a fuckload more money? Uh, basically, they set him up with a challenge. Um, they want him to get to Texarkana and back in 28 hours with Coors beer because because they're going to have – they're going to be at another fucking rodeo, uh, truck and rodeo, and they want to celebrate who they – the winner or something like that right there's gonna be a there's a nascar race and afterwards they want to celebrate yeah so they need 400 cases of coors beer 400 cases and i think they're paying them 3k an hour which is pretty good yeah it's eighty thousand dollars damn to to make the run that's if he makes it on time that's like a fuckload of money back then yeah it's over a quarter of a million dollars in modern (laughs) Yeah, I would have, dude. I would have fucking taken heroin across the state for that much money. <laughs> Beer, hell, <yeah. laughs> and so uh, Bandit agrees. He, we meet Cletus, who's played by Jerry Reed, and he's awesome in this movie. He's honestly yeah. kind of one of my low key favorite characters. Um, I just think he has like a very like cool demeanor, and he's he's very loyal. Uh, like a loyal friend, even though you can kind of tell when he goes and he wakes up Cletus and the the wife is kind of bitching at yeah. him, like, no, not this time, not again. Yeah. So you can tell Bandit has, like, put this guy through the ringer. <laughs> yeah, there's some backstory there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it when movies do that where they don't need to say it. They don't have to, like, go through some long-ass fucking drawn-out story. They could, You could just sense that, yeah, these guys have a history together, you know, been around. And... uh Plus, Cletus is awesome because he's got that basset hound, Fred, who is not Robbie's dog because Robbie's dog wasn't talented enough to get the part. (laughs) 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So then then they they head out, and this is when we see uh, Bandit's dope-ass ride because he asked for some extra front front money, basically, right, to be able to get the Trans Am. To get a speedy car. Holy shit. Yeah, because he just says speedy car, so we don't know what we're going to see yet. I mean, obviously we know. But, yeah, they, they, he cranks off a couple hundred dollar bills, and he's like, speedier than that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good bit. <laughs> oh, and that the little one really hates his ass. That's yeah. the one thing I wrote in my notes. Like, yeah, this little fucker like, can't stand Burt Reynolds. Well, that's the thing. When when Burt Reynolds asks him why he wants some 400 cases of beer, he just looks at him and says, because he's thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a, like, a really good exchange. They're just so... Yeah, once again, you could just tell this like it, like most you know uh, rural areas, everyone kind of knows everybody. They've all right. have kind of a history. They're all in the same scene of the trucking scene, I guess. Whatever the fuck, which I didn't even know existed, but I guess it's like a whole thing. It's like a whole culture, especially back then. Yeah, in the seventies, they were like cowboys. You know, they were equivalent of cowboys. Yeah, that's so crazy, dude. All the CB radio stuff is fun. Um, yeah, there's a lot of that. Without the power of a CV radio, I don't know if this movie would have been able to happen. You, you really yeah, need to be able to communicate. <laughs> but yeah, and cell phones aren't the same, you know? <laughs> yeah, not the same. Yeah, if you were watching a Fast and the Furious movie, it would be a lot of cell phone talk. It's just not as cool, you know? I don't know. It's just lame. So Bandit and Cletus, they, they, they head out, and right away – I think there's a cop that they call him. They call him Smokies. The cops, in this? yeah, yeah. The little, state troopers are Smokies. 
Yeah, the state troopers are Smokies. I guess because um, Smokey the Bear wears the same hat. Yeah, <laughs> okay. you're exactly right. Okay. <laughs> at first, I was just thinking a little Smoky sausage, but I think because I was hungry at the time, <laughs> I was like, "Go for some little Smokies." So, Bad is able to get away from this cop who chases him down by popping a curb, and he hides behind like this building, and he turns his engine like he turns all his lights off, and he and he just tries to be real quiet. And then he breaks the fourth wall and gives yeah. us a little smirk at the camera. Like, all right, this is the kind of movie we're fucking with right now. Yeah, exactly. This is the kind of movie we're going to have. Yeah, because I will tell you, I had seen this movie once before, but I think I was like, whew, it was a while back. I was a lot younger, and um, I think I was like kind of watching it, but I wasn't paying attention to it at the level I was paying attention to it with this one. So, yes, I had a... I couldn't remember, did I like it or not? And as soon right. as I started first getting into it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, I like this one. I get kind of some of his Burt Reynolds movies in the 70s kind of confused because <laughs> they all have cars. Well, he, and... he was playing Burt Reynolds. You know, yes. there wasn't a lot of difference between the characters. Exactly. It's really confusing. It's like they're in the same universe or some shit. Yeah. So the guys arrive in Texarkana really fucking fast. Uh, <laughs> they're like an hour ahead of schedule. Yeah, uh, there's not a lot of action before they get there. Yeah, no, yeah, it, that's what's kind of funny about this movie is they actually get the pack, like, they get the the cores really quick, like nothing, yeah. you know, they run into that one trooper, and that's pretty, and they get to this cores warehouse or whatever, factory, I don't know, and storage place, and it's so funny, like, it kind of, I guess they have an arrangement with this place, because they basically break in, there's no people in there. <laughs> I think they just steal the beer. Right? <laughs> I swear to yeah. God. I think they did just steal the beer, and uh, they fuck around with a forklift, and he throws Jerry Reed into yeah. the fucking boxes, or Cletus, throws him into the boxes of, of cores, yeah. which made me sad, because I think I heard I some I can drive break. any forking thing around. Yeah, I can drive any forking thing. So good. Now, just a, another little piece of trivia for you. Uh, that was The Coors Warehouse is actually in Jones, the, where they filmed it was Jonesboro, Georgia, and that's the same location as the photo shoot for the same Leonard, the Leonard Skinner's first album cover. Oh shit! Yeah. God, I didn't know so that. if you, if you ever go back movie. and look at that album cover, it's the same building, same place. Damn. So at this point, they see, eventually... I told you I know way too much about this movie. No, it's all good. Yeah, bring it out, baby. <laughs> so it's at this point, Bandit runs into the, what we see is a crazy person in the middle of the road in a wedding dress. And this is Sally Fields. Um, what do you think of Sally Fields' character? I think her name's Carrie. What, what do you think of her character in this movie, Robbie? <laughs> she is. Uh, Fuck. She's she's kind of directionless, and he, mm-hmm. and I, she doesn't know what she wants out of life. It seems because like you know, a pixie she's dream marry girl. This, yeah. She Weird. just she wants to marry this big, good-looking guy. Then she decides she doesn't want to marry him anymore, and so she just runs off and gets in a car. And uh, gets undressed in the car, you know, it's just... What's crazy uh, is, I don't know if in the movie she ever fully... Does she ever fully give him the, what happened? I don't, I don't remember. It always seems like she's kind of like kind of sus about it. Like, she doesn't really want him... Because, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious when she hears... Later on in the movie, she eventually hears Sheriff Justice. And um, it's obvious she knows his voice. No one else sounds like that motherfucker. Yeah. So, in the beginning... She... So she tells Bandit when he when she picks him up that she doesn't want to get married and she's just running off. But he she never really tells him 
I don't think she ever explicitly tells him that she's running from Jackie Gleason that she was supposed to be married to his son. Uh, yeah. she just, you know, I don't, I don't think she ever explains the connection. No, I don't think so. I do like the addition of the fact she points out because she looks at the speedometer and she's like, "We're going 110 miles per hour." <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? And I and I was I I was honestly curious about that. I was like, how fast do you have to be going in order to make this, you know, the time? And it turns out pretty fast. What is up? Just wanted to take a moment to promote this dope podcast called the Buzz Killers Podcast. Everybody knows that true crime can be a real buzz killer, so why not pair it with a nice glass of wine, or in my case, probably whiskey or a lot of beer? With Buzz Killers, a true crime podcast, your hosts, Macy and Nicole, invite you to join them as they drink their way through new bottles of wine every week while navigating true crime cases, conspiracy theories, and even some spooky haunts. Yeah, bring in the paranormal cops, baby! The deep dives are kept light with banter and personal tells and even the occasional boozy hiccup. I don't think I've I don't think I've hiccuped on my podcast. I've definitely farted and I've definitely burped. Listeners are encouraged to grab a drink of any kind and join the two best friends every Sunday as they tell the tales of the wicked that plague this world. Ooh, that's good shit. Buzzkillers can be streamed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. I added that because that's what I use. And anywhere else you like to listen. Check out their website, www.buzzkillerspodcast.com for more information. Now back to the show, bitches. Okay, so anyhow, um, I don't think we touched on this, but why, why Burt Reynolds is driving the, the Trans Am and uh, Jerry Reed's in the truck is that Burt Reynolds is running blocker. So basically, he's out there trying to generate all the attention and get the cops to follow him and notice him. So more or less, Jerry Reed can drive the truck without anyone oh, noticing, okay. uh, you know, without getting any attention from the cops. And so he's out there, he's trying to, to generate you know, to get everyone to pay attention to him so that the truck can drive, you know, 70, 80, 90 miles an hour, whatever it needs to drive, and the cops are too busy chasing him to notice the truck. Oh, that's a pretty damn good idea. And he's such a good driver, he knows he can basically get away from a lot of different situations, so, and he's got right. a damn good car, so, yeah, it works out pretty well. Uh, it's a good plan. I mean, there's a little, there's a couple little hiccups, but they didn't realize they were going to Meet the next guy, the the next scene. We get the booming bad guy music, like I was mentioning before, and it's uh, Sheriff Buford T. Justice, uh, played by Jackie Gleason. Uh, he's with his son. Uh, well, we find out who's his son. And he's in a full tuck, so we start connecting the dots here. <laughs> We're like, right. okay, so obviously this is the groom, and he comes out, and he, they find the car that Sally Fields like ran away with, and there's a bunch of there's like yeah. three kids trying to like pick it apart, you know, for parts or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, he gives them some shit. He It's a whole scene. It's really hard to explain it, but it's really fucking funny. Yeah, so the guy they're the young guys, they pull up in a van. One of them's got on a Coors t-shirt. They're going to strip the car and steal the hubcaps and stuff. And he pulls up while they're doing it, and he just walks up behind them and clicks his Zippo. And when they hear the click, they all jump around and see him, and now they know they're in deep shit, because here's a sheriff uh, who's caught him. Yeah. And he's like, hold up on that car wash there, boys. And... <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, he... And asked them, asked them if they saw uh, 
well, saw Sally Fields. Yeah, he interrogates him a little bit and kind of scares the shit out of him. And they yeah. they give him enough information to work with. Uh, they tell him, um, I think they tell him the license plate and yeah. uh, like of who she took off with. And then he tells him something like, "Hey, it's okay to jerk off, but don't. No, it's okay to think about jerking off, but don't actually jerk off while you're with." Yeah. <laughs> Because he says, like, oh, one of my guys are going to come through and and get y'all. I'm going to take off, but y'all need to stay here with the car. And he's like, and y'all can think about jerking off, but don't jerk off. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay. So this is what we're going to be working with for this movie. He's a comedy genius. It's genius. So Cletus um, notices. He notices that there's a woman in, (laughs) in the Trans Am now. He's like, where'd you get yeah. that seat cover from? Because she's wearing a big ass. She's trying to take off this big ass white dress. It's like yeah. everywhere. What's she wearing? A wedding dress. <laughs> she was. <laughs> yeah, That's they have one. really good. Um, those those conversations they have throughout the movie, him and Cletus. It's so good. It's also kind of a lot of slang and shit, like kind of tongue in cheek shit that they're saying. <laughs> and I really like yeah. it. I'm all for it, baby. <laughs> it's pretty good. And. Uh, the sheriff, he so we find out the sheriff's super pissed about Sally Fields running away from the wedding. Um, we find out her name is Carrie, and yes, and he basically feels like he calls her a commie <laughs> because he feels like yeah. she's disrespected his family, disrespected the town. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she's this a dancer, authority. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a whole thing. He's so fired up, and then every time like he's talking, Junior tries to chime in, and he just tells him to shut the fuck up. So good. Oh. And then, but he describes her when she was uh, running down the aisle when she was leaving, and you know he's like, the, you know, she insulted my town, she insulted my authority. Then he's talking about her running down the aisle, and he's like, and her ass was wiggling too. You know, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's, there's, it's like, it's like, he's completely. That's going to be your daughter-in-law, man. That's... Yeah, dude. I'm like, oh, God. The movie really does make you hate him so much because he does so – he says so many fucked up things at the movie. You're just like, this guy's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> He's a real bigot, and uh, but a funny one. He's a funny, funny yes. bigot. <clears throat> and so, yeah, and Carrie's just yip-yapping like a son of a bitch, and she's just – She's just going like a – she's going as fast as a car. She's going like 100 miles per hour just throwing out words right. and shit and questions. And uh, she keeps asking uh, – she keeps asking Bandit all these different questions about what he does. And he always has some sort of smart aleck thing to say or kind of doesn't really want to reveal exactly who he is or what he does for real. Yeah. So she was – He's too cool for school. Yeah, he's too cool. You know, he's just having a good time in life and – um. Then I think at some point, uh, this I, I think he does let her know that he's bootlegging the booze because oh, because they I think a cop ends up seeing them. He's taking a piss. Yeah, <clears> with, a ten one hundred. Yeah, a ten one hundred, and <laughs> yeah. uh, we end up getting uh one of the many car chases, but this one's a really good one. Uh, they they a lot. I, what I notice is when there's a car chase, usually they they'll take the back roads. And right. and work their way through there because it's just a little easier to find some alternate routes to get away. And it's really fucking yeah. – they capture the speed of the vehicles so well in this movie. And it's obviously because of how. <laughs> yeah, you can tell that 
that's one of the things I love about older movies, especially car chase movies, is in this one, you can see these stunt drivers, they're really hanging these cars out on the limit. They are flying. Yeah. And like you said, they really capture the, the element of speed of how fast they're going. And it, it's just something that makes the movie a little more enjoyable. It's, it's you know, it's one of those things like when you get CGI and stuff, it's you're not engaged by it. But here you you see the cars are really, really being pushed by somebody who knows what they're doing. It's fucking amazing. Like and also I because it's it's so real, like they're not using there's no fake bullshit, there's no CGI, it's all very like just real practical shit, like a real car doing all this stuff. And it's kind of terrifying too, because there's some mo- right. moments where I'm like, "Fuck! I hope this everybody was okay on set." Because right, it's man. like watching a Jackie Chan movie. It's like, "Oh God, I hope so nobody got hurt." In yeah, that. You know, it's like... so it make it gives you that rush, man. I it, I I really plan to revisit this movie um, quite a bit, just because it, it is a really amazing movie to see if if you're really into watching cars just haul ass and do dope yeah. ass stunts. So I do want to – one thing uh, I forgot to mention. When they load the truck up with the with the Coors, uh-huh. this is one of those things that the, the, the nerd in me, that this just bugs me. Uh, so they're, they're bootlegging 400 cases of Coors beer. And when they put it in the back of it, it's like uh, five cases across and eight cases up. So that's 40 cases. That means it only goes 10 cases in. That means that trailer is like only a tenth full. Like, 400 cases of beer doesn't fill up a 18-wheeler. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even connect that. Yeah, it's like, a, that thing is only 10% full. <laughs> you could have done that in a pickup truck almost. I know, like, That's... I feel like by the time they got there, the fucking beers were everywhere. Because there's, like, way yeah. too much wiggle room in that bitch. Yeah. Oh, my God, I didn't even notice that. Oh. But, yeah, <laughs> you're such a weirdo. You really have seen this movie too many times. Yeah, that's that's the nerd in me, man. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, we catch up with Cletus after the chase because uh, Bandit's able to lose the cop in the in like a pond of water. The cop just falls in, and he's like, I "Forgot yeah. about that turn." <laughs> and yeah. we fucking so we get a lot of that shit happening. We're just that that's the way Bandit loses people. He, he gets you to fall in water. Like <laughs> that's his yeah. secret power. And Cletus is about four miles ahead of Bandit. Then all of a sudden. The Sheriff of Justice gets on the radio. He says his hand to his smoking bear. <laughs> and he's a, and he says, uh, he's like, I think he says something like, I'm tail-grabbing your ass or some shit. I'm tail-grabbing your ass right now. <laughs> <laughs> and he lets him know that trouble's coming. And Bad is confused as fuck because he has no idea that this is connected to Carrie. And Carrie's not saying yeah, anything. Yeah, he says, what's a Texas County Mountie doing in Arkansas? Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? And it's 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 they both don't know, and also it comes in handy throughout this movie that the sheriff doesn't know how he looks. <laughs> right, <laughs> that really comes in handy. So Vanit isn't able to get around the big rig uh, at some point because there's like too many cars coming the opposite direction, and he's trying to lose the sheriff. It's a two lane road, so he just goes through some fucking grass, tears through some mailboxes, which is amazing. And the sheriff says something about um, nobody makes Sheriff Justice look like a possum's pecker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then Junior almost goes, accept. And the sheriff says, shut your ass. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so then the sheriff reaches out to local authorities and he tells the local county sheriff that he's after Bandit and for them to stay out of his yeah. way. 
And uh, there's a good little exchange with him, and I think of uh, in the local sheriff there, Sheriff Branford. Sheriff Branford, and he he says like I suggest you let my department handle the situation, and the sheriff uh, justice says that's very comforting, but I'm in a high speed yeah. pursuit, <laughs> and, and and they're like what, like what's wrong with you? What's going on? And I think the sheriff. Uh, what did you say, Bronson? Branson? Branford. Branford. He says something. Branford, yes. Branford. He says something like, the fact that you are a sheriff is not germane to the situation. <laughs> sheriff Justice is like, what does he have to do about Germans? <laughs> yeah. What have the goddamn Germans got to do with this? <laughs> it's just so good, man. And so he, uh, he tells the cops to set up a roadblock. And we get we get a lot of that too in this movie because that's really the best way for cops to stop somebody that's hauling ass down the road. You're not going to catch him; his car's just faster yeah. than yours. And so they set up a roadblock, but luckily, just before uh, Bandit runs into it, another trucker gets on the CB radio to warn him, which also comes in yeah. handy throughout this movie. Yeah, everyone knows and, him. Uh, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's he, apparently he's real. He's famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a legend. Yeah. So everyone kind of keeps it. And also everyone's – a lot of people are listening in on their CB radios of all the action going on because, well, they live in a rural town and, you know, there's like four channels on TV. So let's listen to CB radio because there's a high-speed chase going on. Like this is good shit and they all know Bandit. So, Yeah, it's like people who listen to pl- uh, police scanners now. It's yeah. Something to do. Something to do. Yeah, sometimes – like sometimes it'll be bo- – it's like fishing. Sometimes it's boring as shit and then sometimes some dope shit happens. So some dope shit is happening, and Bandit easily gets around the roadblock, and <laughs> I think uh, the Sheriff Justice catches up to the cops that had set the roadblock, and he goes, you sons of bitches couldn't close an umbrella, <laughs> and he takes <laughs> off, and Bandit's taking the back roads, and we find out from the local uh, Branford, uh, <laughs> Sheriff Branford, that the bridge is dismantled. He's like, don't worry about it, the bridge is dismantled, he's not going anywhere. But of course, we get a really one of the best uh, stunt scenes here. Um, yeah, and it's so cool. He backs up and speeds up, goes across the bridge gap, and man, it's a hard landing too. Like it's so funny because they look perfectly fine in the next shot in the car. I would have probably oh, like yeah. bumped my head on the dash because <laughs> that landing was hard, dude. Cars aren't made to bounce. No, <laughs> and, and that one bounces. <laughs> it's like holy crap! But they made the jump. So, but also, you know, that's a crazy ass stunt because if you look, they do it with the t tops out. They do the jump with the top of the car open. That is so dangerous. Dude. It's crazy. I just don't think that happens anymore. I don't. No, I don't think so. Not without some extra shit. But yeah, he go, jumps across, and then the cop, the, the the troopers, they fall. One of them falls in, and then Sheriff Justice hits the the Sheriff Branford's. A car and they they almost tip over and then I think the sheriff justice is like confused that he's a black man <laughs> or some shit. Yeah, that's a very nice way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a very nice way of putting it. Let's just say you know, yeah, because he addresses him very disrespectfully when he sees him for the first time, yeah. and you know, asking where the sheriff is, and he says, "I am the sheriff." And as he walks away, uh, Jackie Gleason or Sheriff Justice goes, 
what in the hell is the world coming to? Yeah. You know, he's just so appalled that a black man is sheriff. Not great for the people at Texarkana. <laughs> no, not at all. But again, like you said, they're, you know, they're showing him he's, that he's the an villain. Asshole, yeah. Yeah. So then uh, Bandit stops by a restaurant uh, where there's a bus ticket station. I think he's going to go get some food and a burger for, for Fred. Fred's getting hungry. So yeah. we get this sort of heartfelt music playing because the movie really wants us to believe in this instant chemistry within a, a few hours uh, between Carrie and, and Bandit. And so yeah. and I think they do a pretty good job because uh, Sally Fields is just so like charming and like lovable. And yes. It's hard not to kind of. Yeah. And she's cute. It's hard not to. And I actually give the. I give the casting people, like whoever decided on her, a lot of props because I could imagine a lot of just more bimbo-y looking people uh, being in this part. And I thought it was kind of cool that they they picked Sally Fields because she is kind of more like a down to earth kind of chick. That was a uh, that was a Burt Reynolds choice. Ah. Uh, he wanted her in the movie, and that she was not considered funny before this. Oh, was she and like mostly he, a dramatic actress? I think she'd done Norma Ray before this, and then she'd done like Gidget, ah, you know, yeah. like t- teen movies and stuff. But she wasn't considered to be like uh, an adult, you know, f- uh, sexy, funny actress. Yeah, yeah, and it was definitely against the. It was a different. Cho- it was definitely a different choice, and I think he ended up dating her. So I think we know why Burt Reynolds wanted her in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I think I read that at some point they dated for a bit after after this movie, and um, and so yeah, she she says she's going to go and head to Jersey. She has enough money to go to Jersey uh, and get the hell out of town. And so then ba- Bandit order. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, the the restaurant they stop at has a uh, bus station in it. Yeah. So she's gonna she's gonna get a, a ticket uh, to get on the bus and go back east. And uh, he's going to get get some food for Fred. And uh, what happens here, Robbie? Good old Sheriff Justice shows up. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Burt Reynolds is sitting there at the counter. He's ordered himself a, a sandwich of some kind. And um, uh, Sheriff Justice comes in, and he goes up to the lady and goes up, uh, Give me a Diablo sandwich and a Dr. Pepper and make it quick. I'm in a goddamn hurry. He's such an asshole. <laughs> yeah, and then he says... I gotta take a where's the restroom? I gotta take a squake. <laughs> and so he <laughs> And so the whole time, you know, Bandit's freaking out. He's sitting there because he know he recognizes the voice. And then he comes back out to get his food and Bandit buys his food for him, you know, because he's a law enforcement officer. And um <laughs> it's a, it was good. Like it was kind of very Bugs Bunny-ish. Like yeah. Bandit has the total upper hand and fucking the sheriff justice looks like a, a stupid asshole and he's like yeah just a buffoon yeah he looks like a buffoon it's it's classic it's just so classic it's just it's like bugs bunny and then they go <laughs> yeah and they go for like like they go for like the lowest form of humor he walks out of the bathroom with the toilet paper stuck to him you know it's like there's this 30 foot roll of toilet paper following him out <laughs> yeah and then like a, a, a one of the servers comes out of the restaurant and he goes oh sir sir like sheriff uh this is attached to your glass i think it was attached to his glasses and then yeah. she pulls it off of him and he turns and he sees her walking away and he goes nice ass <laughs> yeah nice ass, nice ass. <laughs> so then uh carrie 
ends up picking up Bandit when he rushes out of the restaurant to get away from from the sheriff. And so she's decided to not head out to Jersey, obviously, we knew she was going to stick around because, you know, it's Bandit. And yeah. she and it's kind of cool because she's driving for like a good chunk now of the rest of this movie for a little yeah. bit. They try switching seats, and, <laughs> but it doesn't work out. Um, it's just not possible to transcend, I guess. I mean, she's pretty small. I would have felt like they could have pulled it off, but uh, they weren't able to. And they avoid a fucking... She says, I think I'm in love with your belt buckle. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's some, like, solid um, uh, Final Destination shit in this movie. Like, they, like, there's a fucking trailer that's just basically a beam, and it's low to the ground, and they ha- it's covering the entire fucking road, like, right across the road. So they just miss it and turn, but Sheriff Justice doesn't. He goes forward underneath it. And it completely rips off the top of his of the patrol car, and now it's basically a convertible but with no windshield. Uh, and it's another great stunt. It's crazy. They show it in slow motion, and you see the top get torn off of the car. I know. I was even trying to think, and I do this with horror movies all the time. But I was trying to think. I was like, oh, I wonder how they pulled that off. I wonder if they kind of rivet, like, if they kind of thinned it out. Yeah, or, I think they. I don't. I think they probably like you know almost cut the the pillars off on the yeah. roof and then just. Then did it. Yeah, sort of like prepped it and then just perfectly tore off. But, man, I was like, holy shit, that is so dangerous. Yeah. Like, they're going fast. Yeah, that, and that, yeah, that's the thing about, you know, Hal Needham directing this movie. This is a – well, his next movie was Hooper, which was a love letter to Stuntman. But, you know, this is this is somebody who loves stunts. Hell yeah. And stunt driving. Yeah, this movie is like 50% dialogue, 50% – driving like <laughs> stunts yeah. and driving like it's it's almost perfectly because perfect. even when they're driving the dialogue a lot of times is not that crucial to the story we know what's going right. on we know they're trying to we know exactly what's happening from the very beginning of the movie so really it's just little tidbits back and forth and some jokes here and there yeah it's just banter because the whole movie yeah, is banter. okay we have 20 20- <laughs> We have twenty eight hours to drive to Texas and back. That is the entire plot. I use I said three sentences and you you summed it up with it's just banter. <laughs> <laughs> so I love the part though, man, where uh I think okay, well let me I did have this in my notes. I think it's so fucking hilarious. For the rest of the movie, uh uh Junior has to hold down his dad's hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he goes, Hold down my hat. <laughs> Because there's no fucking windshield. My hat flew off, Daddy. My <laughs> hat flew off, Daddy. He's such an idiot. God, I would hate, I would hate to have that dude as my son. Oh. And uh, Carrie drives through a goddamn football game, which is one of the dopest scenes. Like, that is one of the coolest stunts. Because she goes through. There's actual people running out of the way, like kids. And and it's I don't, I don't think it's her driving. It's, it's a stuntman, obviously, but... And it goes through this like wooden panel, like where the bench would be. Yeah. Oh, dude! So that's it. so yeah. She uh, they're on a road that dead ends. She kind of runs, jumps the barricade at the end of the of the end of the road, and ends up in a kids' little league football game. This scene is kind of famous because the day they shot it, the groundskeepers had watered the field. Oh shit! And the stunt people didn't know it. So when she lands, and you see those people running. They are literally running for their lives <laughs> because the car is out of control. 
dude, the 70s were awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, that you could have kids on a field with a car out of control and film it. Like, holy crap. <laughs> like, could you imagine you'd be all excited, like, oh, I'm going to be in the next Burt Reynolds film. Like, oh, I can't wait. And then you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to yeah. fucking die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that scene is kind of famous for that. They didn't know that they were going to water the grass that morning, and they did. And so when they land, there's no traction. It's just going. It's just sliding around, yeah. hydroplaning and all that. Dude, that is dangerous as shit, man. I had no idea. It, I don't. I know that when I looked at the football players and the people in the field, they did genuinely look terrified. So I just thought they yeah. were doing a good job acting. But no, that 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 was for real. Oh my god! Yeah, they're running for their lives. That's a good little. That's a good fun fact right there. Uh, and then so then Sheriff Justice runs into the barricade. He's like, I ain't fucking doing that. So he backtracks out of there. Uh, Bandit meets up with Cletus and brings some food for Fred. They got to feed the dog. Why? Why Cletus yep. just doesn't have dog food in his truck? I don't know. But so he feeds some burgers and shit, man. That dog would be shitting all over your fucking truck. dude. Yep. Uh, and so he feeds him. It's funny because I think they have Carrie feed him and you could tell. She's kind of scared because she's like holding up the yeah. food and he like chomps down on it. She's like, oh, shit. I'm like, yeah, you, you if you're going to feed a basset hound, bring it on down to him. <laughs> Why are you holding it up? <laughs> you don't want to make a basset hound get on his hind legs. They don't want to do that. So uh, they kind of go have like a little bit back and forth. And this is the first time, by the way, Cletus has seen her like in person. And I think he mentions her ass. <laughs> he does. Everybody in this movie likes the cake. She's got, yeah, she's got some, she's got a little bubble trouble in there. Yeah, a little double trouble, mm. bubble trouble. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even drinking, y'all. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> so then Carrie talks about, we learn about how she was a dancer. Um, I think the movie tries to make it seem like, oh, she's one of them artsy girls. You know, she's yeah. I think so. She's kind of an artsy fartsy. That's why I think the sheriff justice calls her Kami, and um, yeah, because she's a dancer and she lives that bohemian lifestyle. And she mentioned she had like twelve minutes on Broadway, but the show was canceled after the first take. <laughs> and her and Bandit have like a moment. Um, Cletus has to get Fred out of a damn pond. I, I guess this was just a bit yeah. to throw in. They're like, hey, we need a joke. <laughs> we, had, we had like a, a yeah, heartfelt I, I moment so. here. Let's let's throw Cletus in the pond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Jerry Reed, man. He has to fucking go in some dirt-ass pond and get that damn dog. And then we get uh, one, of my, uh, one of my favorite scenes where I think, I think Bandit is at a gas station. And he, he, he gets on – he gets – here's uh, the sheriff on the radio, the CB radio, and he's like, this is Sheriff Buford T. Justice of Texas. And Band is like, well, hot damn. Welcome to Mississippi, Sheriff. <laughs> and he's like, thank you, Mr. Bandit. <laughs> I like how he calls him Mr. Bandit. Yeah. And now that we got the mutual bullshit out of the way, where are you, you some bitch? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, man. Uh, and they kind of go back and forth. And he tells him, he asks, like, how come you're following me? And, like, he doesn't really say anything. He just says, I'm delighted to tell you that basically when I get you back home, I'm going to find the tallest tree in the, count in the county and I'm going to hang you from it. And uh, <laughs> and I think Bandit responds with, do the letters F-O mean anything to you? Yeah. <laughs> and the, the sheriff just goes, smart, Alec. 
They have, it, you know, it kind of reminds me of like a comic book villainy thing because it's kind of like the sheriff needs. He's been wanting a bandit in his life. He's been looking for this yeah. exciting thing to do. It's kind of like a cat and mouse fun thing for him. He's got a worthy adversary. Yeah. They could have, I'm telling you, I've never seen the sequel, but I feel like they could have kept this up. <laughs> I would have watched another, another, I don't know if he's Sheriff Justice in the sequel. Yeah, he's in both uh, the second one and the third one. Um, it, uh, it, I'll just put it this way. There was one good idea. Uh. <laughs> and uh, it got used for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I believe you. So the the sheriff lets the local authorities know that Bandit is headed their way. I think at this point, and maybe I think they're in Alabama, and uh, they set up another police block. Bandit easily gets around it once again. He loses one of them in the river. So we we go back to that to that uh, wonderful strategy of losing people in water. Uh, the yeah. sheriff comes through where the police block was and. This this scene caught me off guard. We see an uh, Asian man who's a truck driver. Yeah. He yells bonsai. Yeah, bonsai. <laughs> and he hit. He almost hits the sheriff and a couple of the patrol guys. And he fucking hits the sheriff's car door off its hinges and it flies off. And the sheriff's reaction to this is one of the funniest fucking scenes I've ever seen in my life, dude. Like, I rewinded it three times because I kept laughing. Because <laughs> he's – obviously he can't hear him, but he's talking as yeah. if he can. I saw that. You did that on purpose. You saw him, bitch. He's just, like, yelling. He's like, I'm going to barbecue your ass in molasses. <laughs> it's so good. You can't do it justice, man. You have to, like – you have to watch this movie if you haven't seen it before. Yeah. Uh, and he tells the junior to put the evidence. In, I like that he just calls it evidence. Put the evidence in the car, yeah. junior. <laughs> and so <laughs> he gets super annoyed because junior holds. He's just holding the door in front of him on his lap. <laughs> he can't even see his yeah. face. He's like, put it in the back. <laughs> he's like, and he tells him something like, there's no way you came from my loins. I'm going to punch your mama in the mouth once we get home. Yeah. Oh, like oh shit! So like it's like I'm figuring she cheated on me <laughs> because yeah. you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. That is one of the best. One of the best moments in the entire movie for me. I I just love it. That was the one where I remembered it. I was like, yeah, dude, I totally see this movie because I was like, yep, that shit stuck with me. So then there's a weird scene where like this little old white lady who happens to have a CP radio tells Bandit, I done fucked up. <laughs> I got in a wreck and yeah. fucked up the roads. Find another way. Is it kind of like a RPG movie, like an RPG game, like where people just kind of yeah. just tell you shit, like give you little hints and shit? Don't go down yeah. that way. You get the yeah, you get exposition as you need yeah. it from the CB. Yeah, it's all from the CB radio. Doesn't waste a lot of bullshit time or anything because uh, this movie does kind of go on a pretty fast click. Like you kind you gotta get. Wrap up 90 minutes pretty fast with this one. Yeah. So he – it's just kind of an excuse basically for Bandit and Carrie to stop and walk around the woods and get more connected, you know, get some chemistry. Yeah. They, take his hat off. Yeah, take his hat off because they find like the most romantic spot in Bama town <laughs> or wherever yeah. the fuck they are. And uh, yeah. 
Cletus stops for for gas and food and calls up his wife. And I honestly, I was wondering if that was going to happen at some point if he was going to check in. Um, yeah, because you could tell like he's he's living that he's living that that grown ass man life. He's got a family. Yeah. Bandit, go he, He's a respectable. Yeah, man. he's a respectable man. Bandit doesn't have nothing. He's basically he's like me, but cool. And, <laughs> and he has a cool car. Come on, Daniel. You've you've got a podcast. What do you need a Trans Am for? It's like, Jesus Christ. You're super I'm cool. definitely drinking today now. I was going <laughs> to. I'm sad. Don't be sad, man. <laughs> be sad. So, um, so, so that he. You want me to start calling you a bandit? Don't. <laughs> I'll never live up to that nickname. Bandito podcast to you? Yeah, or? you can call me Bandito. Yeah, like the kind of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of Mexicans it up a little bit. <laughs> well, actually, I think banditos are like a pretty hardcore uh, group. So maybe, <laughs> maybe don't call me that. I don't want to claim not. being a bandito. <laughs> so Cletus stops into this place. We see that there's a bunch of bikers in the bar. So that kind of auto- automatically made me a little worried because I've seen so many of those kind of movies, mostly because of Charlie's punk ass. Uh, I've seen so many yeah. motorcycle <laughs> films. And Bandit and Carrie, uh, they, we catch up with them. They we kind of realize they ain't got shit in common other than the fact they're both attractive and happen to meet each other, and she's yeah. like, I forget. She gives them like scenarios or something. Like if we were like, was it like if we were stuck in an island or something? Do you think we'd get along? Or? Yeah, if we were the last two people, or if we were stuck on an island together, do you think it'd get, uh, we'd get along? And, and he was like, Well, I don't think it would get bored. <laughs> and it's the weirdest exchange. It's so weird. Um. That's how you can tell they were actually into each other because the chemistry yeah. really isn't that great. <laughs> they were looking for a re- she was looking for a reason to bone. You know, that was basically, like, is there anything we have in common? <laughs> yeah, let's just find something so we can justify his boning. And he mentions that you know she says, "Do you ever take off that cowboy hat?" And he's like, "Well, I do, I do." And the time is right, and it's time to get busy, baby. For one thing, yeah, for one thing. And I like the idea that he, like, sleeps, showers in the cowboy hat. It's only when he's fucking. (laughs) (laughs) So we get back to the fucking restaurant, and this biker dude has Fred in his, like, grasps. And he's kind of gripping him pretty hard. And he tells Cletus that he bit him. Like, I've never seen a basset hound bite anybody. No. (laughs) They're not. That's not their style. And, uh... Cletus gets in gets in a fight right away because he's like "fuck you" because I think he threatens to kill the dog, which is pretty rough. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he threatens Fred, and and uh, Cletus is like, "I don't believe he bit you because he absolutely doesn't like grease." And <laughs> and Cletus throws the first punch. I didn't notice and, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like grease. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, Cletus gets a swing so throws... in for sure. He does. He does get a pretty solid swing. But yeah, there's a lot of bikers in there, and um, yeah, he doesn't have any homeboys there to back him up, so he just gets his ass whooped. And they straight up like, man, it looks legit the way they kick him out of that fucking bar. Man, that looks yeah. hardcore. Like he definitely took some bruises <laughs> just from shooting that scene. <laughs> Damn. The, yeah, they u- they use his body to open the doors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been kicked out of a place like that? Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not you know, not backwards landing on my ass. No. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> me either. I, I, have had some close calls where there's a they threaten, but luckily I've never been at the level of 
and also um, um I think usually when that happens is when somebody's way too drunk or something. I'm not I'm a really nice yeah. drunk, so it would be odd for me to get into like some kind of argument or a fight with somebody being drunk. Um Yeah, that's that's not my style. No, cause... yeah, I'm not really ever lo- I never I, I I don't mind getting in a physical altercation, but I would rather not. <laughs> Like I would rather not. Right. I don't want to be the person that makes it happen. But if it happens to happen, then it's going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, just sometimes in life it happens. But yeah, not looking for. Yeah, it. fuck it's... that. I, I just want to. I just want peace and love, everybody. Damn. Yeah. And so they kick his ass out, and he gets the last laugh though because he freaking goes and just runs over all the damn motorcycles <laughs> in the eighteen <laughs> wheeler. It's awesome. They just crush right under it. It's so good. It's shot very well. And and it's one of those things that I think in another movie this would be a plot point and like then the bikers would be after them or something, but it's never mentioned yeah, again. They never come back he around. Just, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he just runs over their bikes and that's it. They could have done a thing where at the climax of the film maybe they come around and they have different, you know, and they're like, "Hey, fucker, blah blah blah, we found you." Right? Yeah, why not? We'll just fuck it. So then we catch up with the sheriff of justice. And he honks because he's like, God damn it, we got to go. And it stays on the, the horn, and he runs into a cop, to another state trooper. And they have a, a hilarious interaction. I, I don't have that many notes about it, but basically he's, like, straight up disrespecting Sheriff Justice at first. Yeah. And then Sheriff Justice just, like, goes on this rant <laughs> to put fear in this kid. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the guy tells him to get this piece of crap off the road, and he tells him that it's – um, evidence. He says, I don't care what it is. And I've, I've got the rant. If you want me to, yeah, do go it. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Hold it. Hold it. Don't you ever, ever raise your voice to me. Do you know who you're talking to? I happen to be Sheriff Buford T justice, a distinguished officer of over 40 years. Seniority. One of the most highly respected law enforcement agents in the United States of America. Y'all, y'all think like, Robbie likes this movie? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I feel like you were like practicing that in the shower this morning. <laughs> that was good, man. Oh god, uh, and yeah, he does walk around like he can flip it on and act like he th- like the shit, dude. Uh, it's so yeah. good. And yeah, so then like the the cop is like the state trooper, the other one. He's kind of like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to disrespect you and. This and that, and then I think Sheriff Justice goes, "Oh no, it's fine." And then I think he says, "Fuck off" to him, but they cover it up. He does. <laughs> yeah, there's a the truck horn covers yeah. it up, but he tells him to fuck off. <laughs> After all that, getting mad that he was being cussed at, it's so good. So then Cletus and Bandit catch up, and they they realize that they need to get going. Like they're like, you know, Bandit was out fucking, and Cletus was out getting his ass kicked. Yeah. So. By the way, that's what I was saying in the cold open. It's kind of fucked up. Bandits is getting he's getting pussy. <laughs> he's a, he gets yeah. to drive the cool car. Cletus has to drive. Yeah, he's yeah, driving. Bullshit. <laughs> Cletus is having to work. Yeah, you know, and Bandits having fun. I was like, I feel like Cletus should get just a, a just a hair more, like five percent more of the money. But um, but then uh, some ladies of the night uh or uh start basically they I think one of them calls up uh Bandit or you know, on the radio and she says that they're t- distracting some of the troopers. And, yeah. uh, I think she says like, you should come on over. And he's kind of like trying to like, he's like, cause obviously he's probably been there before. 
<laughs> yes. They, they apparently they know, know him. <laughs> and it gets lonely on the road out there, yo. And he's like, oh, no, I don't know if I, I probably should. But then he does say yes, and that automatically gets the sheriff uh, justice to be like, oh, we got him. We're going to get him with his, with his zipper down or some shit. His fly down. <laughs> and so he's like, great. Uh, we're going to catch this son bitch. And uh, a couple of other Bama cops pursue them. And there's this crazy convoy of rigs. We have this really cool scene. Uh, just a shitload of big rigs. All different kinds, too, which which I kind of liked. And they all kind of have their own little personalities, like each one of the drivers. Right. <laughs> you got, like, the one that kind of looks like he's watches weird porn. But then you have, like, a nice lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got some guys with big beards. Little Beaver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little Beaver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that was... That was the name, Little Beaver. Maybe you should make that my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they basically help him out because they're, they're they're on the chase, like they're they're freaking headed over to him. So they do this cool thing where they let him kind of sandwich in between two of the rigs, and then another rig pulls up next to him and blocks blocks the sight for the for the state trooper to see see where he's at, and it just the guy just goes keeps going because he's like well i guess he's further up yeah. the road yeah he just drives on yeah past. it's a pretty cool pretty cool scene and it's shot pretty well and it also looked kind of dangerous <laughs> but but everything looks dangerous in this movie yes <laughs> to say the least everything looks dangerous. it's crazy man i'm like damn like and to think that they were they were i think they had lost i think universal pictures from what i read and the last minute took a mill off the budget so I, I can't imagine yes. what, what else they would have done if they could have had that extra mill to work with. Uh, but they still pulled it off. I th- if I remember right, uh, Bert just get, gave it up out of his salary. Oh, did he? Damn. Yeah, I think so, if I remember right. Because Hal Needham was his best friend, and basically he was doing this as a, a favor to his friend. Uh, yeah, I would imagine he let him like use a little bit of his, his pay for it. Um, yeah. Especially when it's your best bud. So, uh, so actually the, uh, did you see once upon a time in Hollywood? Yes. The, the relationship between, uh, Brad Pitt and, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, that's supposed to be Burt Reynolds. It's kind of based on Burt Reynolds and Hal Needham. Oh shit. Huh. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a damn good movie. Um, yeah. yeah, So then, uh, Sheriff Justice arrests a, (laughs) He goes into the little. It's not even a whorehouse. I guess what a whore trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a bright pink RV on the side of the interstate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not really trying keeping a low profile. Yeah, right? They're, they're really uh, <laughs> not trying to keep this low key. And he goes in and, and he brings out this guy who's like basically naked, just covering his junk, and he's got cuffs on him, and. A, a patrol guy comes through, a trooper comes through, and he's like, I got him. This here is the bandit, blah, blah, blah. The guy's like, uh, no, that's the police captain. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit. He's like, take out the cuffs. <laughs> it's so funny. Daddy. He's like, man, because that's when I honestly, I was, that's when I was uh, reminded, like, oh, he doesn't know how he looks. That's right. <laughs> Right. I was like, oh, man, this is really coming in handy. So Cletus gets stopped by a motorcycle cop, which, by the way, 
the new the motorcycle cops now look so much more intimidating because their their motorcycles look kind of cool. I mean, for being a cop motorcycle, but this one looks like lame as shit. Like it just looks like a little toy shit. <laughs> well, okay, this motorcycle cop is he plays two roles in this movie. Oh, he was also the cop earlier in the movie who. Uh, when they had to do, when the guy on the radio told Bandy he was going to have to do a detour because there was a wreck or oh, something. Oh, that's right. Um, he was the cop there too, but the cop is played by Sonny Troyer, who played Enos on the Dukes of Hazard. Oh shit! Damn. And yeah. you really do have a lot of fun facts. <laughs> fun facts <laughs> with you, Robbie. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can just record that really quick and pop that in every time you say a little fun fact. Oh, it sounds like a lot of editing, though. I might not do that. <laughs> it does sound like a lot of editing, yes. So, so then after all that, uh, they basically Cletus calls, you know, gets him on the CB radio. He's like, dude, I need you to get through here. Like, this guy's this guy's uh, had me pulled over. And so they come through. They, he stops and he yells something at him, and Carrie throws the bird <laughs> at, at the cop. Yeah. This is actually a, a scene I also remember because it's just really funny seeing Sally Fields throw the bird. She just always looks so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so the motorcycle cop falls into some some mud water, trying to chase the bandit, and then two other cop uh, two other cop cars uh, chase after him, and one of them uh, actually land on the back of a trailer, which I thought was a really cool fucking stunt. I'm not sure exactly how they pulled that off, yeah. but it was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. He's like, you drop me off at the next exit. <laughs> He's like stuck in the back of a trailer. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, they really do make state troopers look like like fucking idiots <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's um, they're not doing law enforcement any favors. No, in this movie. Uh, it, it just looks like a bunch of guys from the backwoods that really don't care about their job until like something fun's happening, so they can't wait to chase Bandit, but they also suck. So, yeah, yeah. It, that's basically the way it's to sum it up. So then I guess everyone, uh, you know, is hearing all the action on their CB radios and we see some girls holding up bandit signs like go team go kind of shit. They're holding a bandit pep rally. How they I guess they know his route, too. So they're all like right there where he's passing by. If I'm... Yeah, I guess. I'm... Go ahead. I guess. Every... Go What's ahead. That? Oh, I guess everybody knows what he's. I don't think it's a secret what he's doing. You know, I guess yeah. the. the... That everybody kind of knows what the that he, you know he's he's getting Coors beer for this party after the race, and so they they know where he's going to be. I guess That's insane. I was just like, cool. Like he's got fucking groupies and shit. If I was Carrie, I'd be pretty worried. Like why all these women keep messaging him on the CB radio? It's like someone looking at my yeah. Instagram <laughs> direct messages. I'd be like, hey, who are all these girls you talking to? So I I might take that out. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> You can get yourself in trouble. No, this damn podcast, dude. I swear to God. Um, so then uh, Bandit calls it a favor from – speaking of women that Bandit talks to, call, he calls a favor from uh, this, this chick that he probably did bone at some point. And her and her buddies agree to help him out. And basically they all have like a bunch of cool like roadsters and like cool trucks and like they're all like – it's like yeah. they're all from different gang, like, car groups, <laughs> but they've <Yeah>. united. <laughs> it's, 
Yeah, it's it's like those movies in the seventies and eighties where they they have the multi ethnic gang. Yeah, it's the same sort of thing. It's like they've got one of every type of car. Yeah. There's like there's like the warriors of car collecting groups. Like they're just all yeah. together, and the basically what they do is they just all hit the road at the same time right after Bandit comes through, so that way they're in the way and the cop can't really go anywhere, um, and they slow them down big time because they're like basically cruising, and. I think at this point we're getting to the climax of the film. They're about four miles away at the uh, to get you know to get to the fairgrounds. They have a damn helicopter tracking them down. There's a bunch of cops in pursuit now, and Bandit actually cons- and I didn't expect this um, the first time I saw this movie that he for a little second he's like, "Hey man," he tells Cletus, "Maybe I should call it a day." And he's like, "They don't know about you. You're just a guy in a fucking eighteen wheeler. Like just go drop off the beer, get the money." And I'll I'll take the hit, yeah. and Cletus goes full like this is Cletus's time. This is where he's the hero. Yeah. He's kind of the hero of the movie in a way. He's like, no, that's he a negatory, is. son. We're going. <laughs> yeah, because he takes off. It's like he's like Sam to his Frodo. He is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. So Cletus, he just fucking. Pulls through, punches through the blockade of cop cars, and there's a shitload. Like they, and I think they all from, they all look like they're from different states at this point. And he punches through them, and they they haul ass into the fairgrounds, and there's all these people cheering. Like the word has gone around, I guess there was like it was in the local yeah. whatever that paper you you just called. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and everyone's cheering. They got there ten minutes early. And a big anus gives them, <laughs> gives, <laughs> uh, tells them. Um, well, actually, big anus gives them the caddy, but the little anus tells them, "How about double or nothing, right, or some shit like that?" If they go to Boston yeah. and pick up some clam chowder. <laughs> what the fuck is this shit, dude? There's no way this was real. Did people really do this? No, <laughs> that's so. big, could no. you imagine being such a big baller? You just pay some guy to go get you clam chowder, and within eighteen hours, like, how do you even know you want clam chowder in eighteen hours? The fuck, it's so weird. But anyway, it's double the money, so they're like, "Fuck yeah, let's do it!" So they jump in the caddy, and fucking uh, Cletus is like, "You're gonna get me divorced." <laughs> because he's like not been home for a while. He's got like five kids or some yeah. shit. He's fucked. And the, by the way, his wife looked disheveled as fuck, dude. Like, yep. damn. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy shit. But and also, I have in my notes here that Bandit kind of is like Han Solo, and it's kind of crazy that the movies came out at the same time or the same year. He yeah. reminds me of Han Solo. He's kind of like he's a guy that gets paid. He's like a mercenary kind of person. Yeah. Yeah, and he's cool as fuck. So, so we yeah. get a great exchange. He's a rogue. Yeah, he's a rogue. He does his thing. So to get, get, dig into this little this last exchange with Sheriff Justice and Bandit Man. <laughs> okay, so uh, Bandit's le- he, he's leaving the race track area, and uh, the the sheriff has just pulled up and, and slid his car kind of off the road, and um, he they they have a radio exchange, and. Uh, Jackie, uh, Sheriff Justice asks, where are you, you some bitch? And he says, you know, look down the hill and you'll see me uh, in a bright yellow uh, uh, cowboy suit with a midget 
uh, <laughs> dress just like me, stand next to me. Sorry, I know that's not a socially acceptable term, but it's what he says yeah. in the movie. You know, it's, it's funny. <laughs> I'm yeah. kidding, I'm kidding. And so <laughs> it's like, you can cut that out, actually. <laughs> but, but, you know, that's, that's the line he delivers. And then, so he starts to look down there, and then he says, uh, I can't lie to you, Sheriff, you're too good a man. And he says, look over your right shoulder. And so that's when uh, Sheriff Justice turns and locks eyes and realizes who the bandit is. He sees him for the first Very time. Very first time. Like literally the last four or five minutes of the movie, the sheriff finally sees the bandit. And I'm sure he was like, Jesus, he's as sexy as I knew he'd be. Fuck. <laughs> I wish it would have been really funny if he said something like that. But and so then. I think he takes he takes off and the sheriff is like, screw this. I'm not giving up. I'm going to continue to pursue him. And just before that, um, a guy like basically ran the sheriff off the road. So the sheriff told Junior, go apprehend that driver for reckless and danger or whatever the fuck. And so Junior's not in the car at this moment. And the sheriff is taking off and you hear Junior yell, but who's going to hold your head? Wait for me. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a fucking idiot, and the movie freeze frames on Junior running after the <laughs> running after the sheriff's car, which looks like hot garbage at this point. Like, damn, that car's been through some shit. <laughs> yeah, fenders are falling off, wheels are falling off, the roof Muffler is gone. fell off at some point. It's just yeah. complete. It's honestly a testament to American cars back then because the fact it was still running after all that shit. Yeah. And yeah, we freeze frame. We get um, Eastbound and Down, I believe, again in the closing credits. Yeah. And uh, that's it, man. That's the end of Smokey and the Bandit. And as you all know, I do like to honor these movies with by taking a little snippet and doing a little quick impression of my favorite part. And today, our good friend Robbie actually has his own quick impression as well. So he's going to give his quick impression. I'll come in with mine. It'd be really hilarious if it's the same thing, but we'll see. If it is, then we'll just go Robbie's. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead, Robbie. Oh, wait, hold on. This is a segment called Quick Impressions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, Robbie. <laughs> Quick Impressions. There's no way, no way that you came from my loins. Soon as I get home, First thing I'm going to do is punch your mama in the mouth. <laughs> I like that. I, just, <laughs> I didn't think you were going to do that one. I would have mentioned it. You should have told me. <laughs> that was good. That was good. All right, so here's mine. I think we actually mentioned this one too because um, there's just so many memorable lines. <clears throat> well, thank you, Mr. Bandit. And as a pursuer, may I say, you are the goddamnest pursuee I've ever pursued. Now that the mutual bullshit is over, where are you, you son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> so, as you know, I like to rate these movies by my favorite mustaches. You got the full Fu Manchu recommendation for fuck yeah. You got the Warris mustache recommendation for pretty damn good. You got the horseshoe mustache for eh, not bad. And, of course, the Hitler mustache for burn this movie in hell, which, by the way, will not be giving this movie a Hitler mustache because I think Robbie would never talk to me again. Robbie, what do you give this movie? I give this movie a thin Jackie Gleason pencil mustache. <laughs> Just like Jackie Gleason, this is the great one. 
<laughs> yeah, so it doesn't even beyond. This is like in its own ether. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. I love it. I love it. Um yeah, I get I I I'm kind of torn. I give it the highest tier uh, uh, the highest tier of um Walrus Mind. It's not quite I it might just be a different it's just I'm not as connected it's a generation. Yeah, it's a genera- I still love, really like the movie a lot. Like I want to yeah. see it again at some point. I want to own it. I don't own the movie. I, I need to buy that movie. I would love to get it on Laserdisc for some reason. Um, and you didn't go see this movie six times in the theater when you were exactly. nine years old. So, yeah. but I still really, really enjoy it. It's still really good. And so it is top top tier Walrus for me. I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen this movie, go check it out. Um, I had a great time with it, man. Like I, I can see why this really caught your imagination, and it got you got you so like hype about car, like or continue to solidify yeah. your hypeness about it, cars. It's 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 like a cartoon, so it appeals. You know, it's like something a kid would love. I think. Yeah, you're right. It's it is kind of like a, a live action cartoon. Uh, a lot of hijinks, yeah. and I like that the jokes are, um. A lot of the jokes are pretty – It's a lot of it is basically, you know, especially when it comes to Jackie Gleason's character, a lot of it is his portrayal and his ability to deliver the lines in a really funny way. But there are some solid jokes in here, and none of them get too silly, um, which I liked because I was kind of worried it was going to be kind of like Cannonball Run, which gets real fucking goofy. Yeah, that's the problem with the sequels is they're and you know they add I think Dom DeLuise uh, or I think he's in the second one. It's been a long. T- I've only seen it once. Oh, okay, <laughs> we might need to do it, man. We should and... probably cover the second one for funsies at some point. <laughs> and I'm curious what mustache that one gets. We'll find out. Yeah, you know that would. I'm up for that if you ever want to. Yeah, revisit. dude, maybe we'll bring Charlie in too because you know he gets all you know yeah. goodbye creamy about vehicles as well. So. I called it vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> That's the least car. Is that like? Is that like calling women females? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have respect for for cars, so I call them vehicles. Um, but dude, thank you so much for bringing this movie to the show, man. I had a really great time learning about it. Thanks to you. <laughs> I hope I didn't uh, have too many fun facts in there. No, dude, this is perfect. I, I loved it. And uh, do you have any any other guest spots that people can check you out, or any any uh, plugs for the show, or anything like that, man? I was just on uh, the grind bin for uh, Bad Blood uh, the, in Blair Vimber, uh, and so that's the most recent thing. And I don't think I have anything else scheduled coming up uh, okay. that I know of. Well, I'll I'll plug in. Um, just y'all want to check out that episode of the grind bin? I'll make sure to have a link to the show, um, and. Um, and maybe a direct link to that actual episode. So if I can find, if I like maybe a Apple podcast link or something, since that's what most people seem to, to use, even though I don't, but yeah, man, this was freaking fun as hell. And y'all know y'all can find the mustachio podcastio on Instagram at mustachio podcastio, M O U S T ashio. And you can also find uh, us on Twitter M podcastio and yeah, just follow the show. leave us a good review. And if, if you've, you know, if you, don't like the show just dm me and we can talk it out you know something like that i think i've mentioned that in the past i have I haven't said it in a while so i thought i would just uh, let everybody know well robbie i'm gonna about to go get me some course banquets all right y'all have a good one bye